Christian nationalism. I have no idea what it is. I can't seem to find a good definition for it. Do you know what? Can you give me a good definition of Christian nationalism? I, I can and I can't. And so, look, you're going to get more confusion. Uh, I had talked to Pastor about this because it is all the rage on social media and as far as what Christians are talking about right now. Um, the problem is, and the reason I can't give you a firm definition is because people are defining it differently. This is the problem once something becomes a term. Uh, but I'll say what I've seen it used as. Okay, the Great Commission says that we are to go out um, and teach them to obey, to baptize them and teach them to obey the things that Christ has taught. And so they're saying, I want the Christian nationalists that, that use that name are saying, we want a Christian nation. We desire that Christ rule and we preach the gospel. And our desire is that every single one would convert. That's one of their things. And I would, I'm on board with that. They would also say that we need Christian laws and that we need righteous standards within the government. And they would say that we need to be a Christian nation in what we stand for as well. So like when um, our forefathers came, uh, some were Christians in the sense we would call true Christians. Some were deists, and but they all had a reference to a, to the higher power to God right. uh, of the Bible, and uh, they instituted laws that were godly, or the general equity of laws that are in the Old Testament. And so the Christian nationalists that I'm seeing are just saying that. Now there are others that um, get into different realms um, that aren't as common like taking it by force. That, that's the character I see is that, well, they want to take it by force and they want to do this and that. No, I, I don't think so. I think that in the Reformed tradition, you have three uses of the law because that's what they end up talking about is the law of God as a whole, the Bible, the, the standards of God. And the Reformed tradition says there's three uses that we the law draws us to Christ as a schoolmaster because it convicts me of my sin and draws me to him. It, it teaches the Christian how to live. What is God's will for my life now? I love God now, and I, it's not a burden to me. What does he want me to do? And we see that in the law of God. And then it also is a deterrent of evil in the civil sphere. Right. So uh, I'm on board with everything that they're saying, and I think it's all biblical. Now, um, as far as trying to, if, if anyone said to take over the nation for Christ and to, to do it by force, no Christian nationalists are or post-millennialists, which are usually the ones that are associated with this, are saying that. They're just saying that we want to we want the nation to convert to Christianity, and we want uh, righteousness to be upheld, as Romans 13 says, that the government is a uh, servant of God, is a deacon, uh, a deacon is what that Greek word, same Greek word, it, of God, is a servant of God. And so, um, again, I, I see it caricatured as a certain way, but I never see the people that are saying that they're Christian nationalists saying those things. And so you're going to get different definitions. Right. Uh, I just like to talk in definitions so right. that we're on the same page. That's well, I see the Christian part. Now, nationalism, I, I, I don't know about that because I can you find that in the Bible? Of course, uh, it, the Bible talks about we he gives us govern, government and they are supposed to uh, um, reign in evil suppress evil, follow God's laws. And I think the if you look at the laws that that have been made up until recently, they, they say you can't legislate morality. But any law, that's what law does. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Now, now there's a nuance it, there. It just depends right, whose morality you're legislating. legislating. That's right. Now, you right. can't more, legislate it in the heart. See, it's almost like there's yeah. this category, two different categories. Right. You say you can't legislate morality, and I say, well, we do every day with laws. That's what, you know, do not murder. Okay, and when you punish someone or execute someone that murdered, you're legislating morality uh, against that person. Now, you can't change that person's heart through an external law. That can only happen through the Holy Spirit. Right. And so that's the caricature I hear people saying, like, well, you're trying to change people with the law. No, it's different categories here. In the sphere of the church, it, we are preaching the gospel, and our standard is the law of God. You will be judged according to the law of God, and you need to run to the mercy of Christ because of that. But in the sphere of the state, the Bible makes it clear that that is supposed to be where justice is executed, and right weights and measures are, are balanced, and uh, things need to be done according to God's standard. Now, is this... Good. So, we're supposed to be building God's kingdom. Now, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where we're supposed to be building a nation. Right. But we're supposed to be building His kingdom. Yeah. Now, is this coming out? Is a lot of this coming out of, like you said, the post-millennialist? Yes, in the sense that post-millennialists believe that, hey, we, we need to evangelize the world, and as people come to Christ, and are saved. Okay, say you go to a nation, what they're saying is say you go to an island and everybody gets saved. I mean, you have a nation, that happens. Look in the Bible with Jonah, the whole city of Nineveh is converted at right. the will of the king. Says, look, this is what we're doing. We are, okay, so if you convert a whole island, what kind of laws are you going to set up? Uh, what kind of morality are you going to establish? And uh, it's easy to say when everyone is regenerate and everyone believes the word of God and loves the law of God, you say, well, God's standards are going to be those standards. The argument comes in to like a nation like ours, uh, some would say they're putting the cart before the horse because they're saying, let's make this and that. See, I disagree because I don't, they don't see from what I've heard, they don't see that they're bringing the kingdom through the laws necessarily, but through the gospel and that people are getting saved. And as you get more people in government, that are saved, they're going to want righteous laws. In other okay. words, yeah. in other words, you should just do the will of God wherever you are. Right. You should just, you know, if I don't like it when politicians say, "Well, this is my religious stance on this issue, and this is my political stance." Yeah. Like, say, abortion. I've heard people yeah. say, "I'm personally pro-life, um, but I am politically pro-choice," and I think that's a dualism that the Bible yeah. doesn't allow for. You right. need to be salt and light wherever you are. And so, I'm sure there's bad boogeyman Christian nationalists and just like there's bad boogeyman post-millennialists. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't see the ones I'm listening to saying that we're pushing the kingdom by the flesh or by law or by anything like that. They're just saying, preach the gospel, let's see people get saved, and if we have a, a chance to have righteous laws in the country, um, let's do that. That would be a good thing. Yeah. I'd be all for that. Is this, a, but is this push coming out of a drive for being biblical, or is this push uh, coming out of being political? Politically, that's a good point. The I would say it's it's a drive to become biblical. I would say that you can. So to look at all the details, I think someone that's overly politically minded that thinks they're they're not preaching the gospel, they're not trying to see, they're just trying to do it all through politics. They could jump on this bandwagon and say, yeah. We're going to do this, Christian nationalism, all the laws of, of the Bible, put them in there. Uh, but 
I would say it just depends on the person. It depends on, you have to break down and say, okay, what is your purpose? What, how do you see the Great Commission? If you're seeing it to preach the gospel and to see people saved and to see people become Christian and to uphold righteous laws, um, I, I just think that that's a biblical thing is to uphold righteous laws and to protect the innocent. These are all principles and proverbs uh, that we are supposed to, to have. Mm -hmm. So I would say that you could become very unbalanced. You could become very unbalanced, by, but you also don't, I don't think the church is supposed to shrink into uh, its own four walls and not be involved and not be salt and light at all. Because I've had people tell me that and they say, um, because I have my views on certain morality, and they, I say, don't you think I should have the ability to express my beliefs on these different political or moral issues? Mm -hmm. And they say, well, yeah, in the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. And so I say, well, wait a minute. So yeah, you can express it in the public domain, yeah. but I can't. So you're kind of just, that's a way of imprisoning the church. And, yeah. and that's not the kind of spheres. Now, I don't think that we should have uh, different um I don't think we should have the things melded like it was in, in Israel. It was a theocracy. The political and the religious world was the same, and it was governed by God, and you had the mediator, which was Moses, and things went out to his uh, to his uh, people that he that helped him govern. But I, the new, what I would see is that there needs to be separate spheres. So the church doesn't come in and say, make this law, and the government doesn't say, okay, church, you can do this or that. Their, their, their own sphere entities, but they should be under the headship of Christ. And so I think uh, the more uh, you can make a church uh, obedient to Christ and to his commands, the better. And then I would say the same about government. It's just as long as you don't think you're bringing in the kingdom uh, from a top-down, um, all written on the you know what I mean? But God's laws are to be written on a heart, so... Well, what? While you were talking, I, I got a picture in my head of the Puritans, and of course the uh, the uh, Anglican Church, when it broke from Rome, it's still run. Uh, the Anglican Church is still run by the England. It's the Church of England, right? Uh, and the Puritans had a little bit of a problem with that. Got on a little boat named the Mayflower and came over here, yeah. you know, with the Geneva Bible and they were to get away from that. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if this Christian nationalism is trying to revert that, to go back yeah. to have like, it's, I mean, it's not a, a push to have uh, the government over the head of the church. Right. Is it? No, no, it's I not. not. No, from what I've listened to, they call it sphere sovereignty. You know, so you have the sphere of the family that governs under the lordship of Christ. You have the sphere yeah. of civil government that should govern under the lordship of Christ, right. and then the sphere of the church, and they should not be uh, imposing on each other uh, in some degree. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, and I've seen that too. I mean, most of the things I've seen that are negative against it are because you hear the word nationalism, and the first thing you think of is. is bad examples like, you know, like yeah, Nazis and, Hitler yeah, and Nazis yeah let's be be honest that that was a type of nationalism but uh, you know and you even have issues with when you get the, the church too involved in the government where uh, you, only certain denominations are upheld and so you have people that are um, beaten and tortured even in our country for being a certain denomination so the ones I'm hearing now are, are trying to learn from that and say no that was that was a a good principle 
that was a failed experiment because of certain things that were done. And so you have your uh, leaders that talk about mere Christendom, mere Christendom in the sense that we could be a Christian nation in the sense that we believe, like the not say the Nicene Creed, something very foundational to where if you don't believe this, you're not really a Christian. Right. You know, and Nicene Creed, Apostles Creed, something like that. This is Christianity, uh, and you're not persecuting denominations because oh, well, you're a Pado Baptist and you're a Credo Baptist, and you know you're outside, so we're going to punish you with the power of the state. No, that's not that's not what they would say. But as people get saved and you have more Christians in any country. Now we're on a down, we're on a decline now. Right. So sadly. It's, it's sadly, uh, talk about it's, a famine. It's bad. We were talking about Joseph earlier yeah. in a different discussion, uh, going through a famine. We're going through a famine of the word of God yeah. right now. Right. Unfortunately, churches on the decline. Um, yeah, not on the shelves, yeah. But on in the hearts, right, in the hearts, and you know you have so many people that like you have a Bible. Yes, I have five. Or yeah. yes, I have, have one. Yes, them? I have twenty. Have you read them and are you obeying them? No. So we're on a decline now. It's encouraging to look at missions right now because if you look at some of the Middle Eastern countries and in China, mm-hmm. uh, you have growth and you see things happening in Africa uh, oh, that yeah. that are a growth. Now they're going through intense persecution to go through that, but they're just in a different uh, phase of the growth of Christianity. So. Um, I've even heard, and it probably has been done, that Africa wants to send uh, uh, missionaries to America, yeah, uh, to I, the United States, right? And and that I would agree with that. That's that would be um, that would be right. That would be about where we are. That's but, a yeah. sad commentary on the churches, uh, especially ones that call themselves uh, Reformed evangelicals. I guess, yeah, um, kind of a sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and what you see now is is a is a falling away uh, in our in our country, but you see a remnant standing up too and saying, "Okay, well, we're going to stand up for God's word. We're going to stand up for just uh, laws and, and and the gospel." So, but like a good example of this Christian nationalism, the, the Christian nationalists that I'm following and seeing on Twitter and listening to on podcasts are saying things like, "I don't know if you heard that recently, Uganda passed a law." against uh, uh, homosexuality and it's really it's been it's been caricatured as something that's just is going to start executing homosexuals uh with the sword everywhere they see them but it's really about aggravated uh, homosexuality and rape and things like that and so the christian nationalists are saying look this was a a christian movement this was a christian leaders that are standing up and saying hey this is unjust we don't want this in our country we want to make a law against that and they're seeing that as a good thing i do too um it's controversial in our country because now uh, the new religion, uh, for lack of better words, is is making certain blasphemy laws. And I call them blasphemy laws because you can't say certain things against certain people groups, even if you're just in disagreement with their lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, they have the ritual parades. They have holy days. They yeah. have. Um, and it's that month where, as we're recording this, we're in the month of June, which yeah. has become. Um, where you, it's in your face every day, right. uh, whether you turn on social media, the TV, or go down the street, right. uh, it's in your face. Right. So, I don't know, maybe Christian nationalism yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, and they, so I'll just end with this on that note. They say, well, should we, some, the argument is, should we come from the top down with laws or should we come from the bottom up with uh, the gospel? 
And obviously nothing's going to happen if it doesn't come through the gospel. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do both. So we should be, if within the law, right? So that's the thing is we try to, to not operate outside of the law of whatever land you live in. Within the law, we should be uh, legislating what we believe just laws to be. But the foundation of that obviously is going to be the gospel and the presentation of Christ as Lord, seeing people saved because, um, but that doesn't mean you don't make laws against murder against well, there's there's a law against murder, and we we see uh, thousands of babies murdered right. every day. Right, and so yeah, they just change the category and say it's yeah. not murder. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's going to be very difficult to uh, to do this because you have churches now that uh, have the pride flag and are accepting, and you have denominations that are in turmoil. Uh, Splitting, Methodist uh, denomination is in turmoil. Um, they're strongest in Africa, I think, because of the revival that's going on in Africa. But uh, churches are leaving. Not enough, I don't think, are right, leaving. Right, right. But you know, it, it's churches are in 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 the United States are in a sad state of affairs. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's, the latest split I heard of is it, that's getting ugly is the Methodist split, right? Mm-hmm. So all the mainline denominations have become accepting of, of abortion, homosexuality, and LGBT. And the Methodist is the current break that I've been hearing about where their conservative side is breaking off. And, uh, you know, and the, it's um, good and bad. SBC has their convention coming up, and then you have Rick Warren coming out in support of women pastors, and that's the big. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't uh, sound uh, to a lot of people. To a lot of people, it doesn't sound, it doesn't like sound a that big bad. Yeah. Now, the thing I'll say is that if you look at history, uh, usually that's the first step in a liberal shift, exactly. in an unbiblical shift. So I'm not going to say that it's equal to the, where some of the mainline denominations ended up, but it usually is a sign. Uh, yeah. yeah, all you have not to do a profit, is but. look at, at the signs of the United Methodist Church and see who's the pastor of that church. Mm-hmm. And also the Presbyterian USA. Yeah, the PCUSA would be the liberal USA, side, and then yeah. you have the uh, you have the PCA and the OPC. And then um, you have the or- be the conservative side, right? Or Orthodox Pres- Presbyterian OPC. Yeah, OPC. That's right. Um, so pray. Just keep praying and keep doing what God has called you to do exactly. in your sphere. Give out the gospel that uh, Jesus Jesus paid it all. Jason, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. God God bless you. Appreciate it. Bibles, Bulldogs, and Beards was brought to you by BibleBulldog.com. Purveyors of antiquarian Bibles, theology books, and other Christian items. Also enjoy hundreds of podcasts and sermons while you visit BibleBulldog.com. Visit BibleBulldog.com today.